This is James Walker, and welcome to Real Talk, Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say about the issues and problems we face as a society. Hello, folks. Thank you very much for joining us again this week. You know, black women have been making a huge difference around the country fighting social issues that have, that are affecting black communities. And here in Connecticut, Hamden resident Kimberly Washington is no exception. Eight years ago, she founded the nonprofit Mothers Demand Action to bring attention to gun violence, and she rallied mothers from around New Haven County to her cause. We caught up with her at Hamden High School, where she works as a teacher. Let's get right to it and hear what she has to say. Good afternoon. My name is Kimberly Washington, and I'm the president of Mothers Demand Action, um, currently uh, assisting families of Greater New Haven, Hamden. Um, I have a nonprofit called Mothers Demand Action. Um, the reason why I uh, des- decided to uh, create this organization is because of the increase in gun violence in the city of New Haven. And also one of my neighbor's uh, sons were killed by gun violence about six years ago. And he was also my student um, at Hamden High School. Now, are you and a that's the reason, I'm sorry? Are you a teacher? Yes, sir. Oh, you are, so you work at Hamden High School. So you are involved a lot with the youth. So- yes. What are they saying about the violence that they are constantly deluged with? Well, the young folks, the young folks are, uh, first and foremost right now is, uh, it's COVID right now. So there's nothing for our young teenagers to actually do. They can't even go to the parks because the basketball hoops are down now. Um, There is, there's really nowhere for them to go. And they're also online all, all from for like seven hours. Um, and so the young people now are basically, they're going to the streets. Um, this is why we see an upstick of a lot of violence that's going on, um, not necessarily just in New Haven, not necessarily just in Hamden, but it's all around the world. Um, and the reason is, is because of COVID. COVID has some very um, strict, strict regulations that I'm going through myself right now with my dad. Oh, we all are. Um, and so there is really basically nothing for these kids to do. Um, schools are closing down at a certain time. Um, the evening activities are picking up a little bit, but not a lot. Um, and because of restrictions. So what do you think normal teenagers like to do? They Get will go outside. Um, they will go to the parks, they will, um, but they're like, again, um, there's nothing for these young teenagers to do right now. So um, it's kind of hard. You you may hear about kids riding on quads and bikes and riding down Dixville Avenue and stopping traffic and um, they're doing everything, but I don't think it's, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't think that they're doing doing everything to affiliate it to crime, um, but we're getting a small percentage of children who are doing some things that they shouldn't be doing. Now, I noticed on your website that you have 
quite a few mothers from around the area, West Haven, Hamden, New Haven. Uh, why or how did these mothers get involved? Did you recruit them? Did they come to you? Are they frustrated? Yes, actually I did. I recruited them. I um, actually invited them out to, they thought they were going to have a dinner and it wasn't a dinner. <laughs> did you surprise them? <laughs> oh, I, I, I really surprised them. Um, and they were some women who I felt were very strong women. And some of the women who I work with, they have lost their children to gun violence. Um, and also some of the women have lost their husbands to gun violence. Um, and so what I did was uh, I reached out to them. I invited them to come out to a restaurant and they literally thought we were gonna order food and it wasn't that. Um, I talked about what I wanted to do, my vision. And I explained to them that I wanted them to actually to be a part of it. And that's where now those women are a part of it. And we are growing in numbers and we are also expand, we're expanding out. Um, I don't want to say where yet, but um, we're expanding out in different places. Um, and those women, they're very supportive. Um, of the vision that I had. Um, and I just think that, um, I think we're doing a great job. I, I really do. I'm very active in my community um, as well as the New Haven community. Um, and we've been up and running since 2013. Um, and with COVID now, we are a little on hold because I think of, I put my, um, I put my organization and I also put my women lives first. Um, so right now we did, we just had a Zoom meeting, I want to say it was about two weeks ago, and it was really, it was very touching um, because a lot has happened in over a year. And so they were sharing that information. Some of them don't know how to do Zoom, but I know how to do Zoom. So, <laughs> um, and we're um, actually going to have a training on Zoom um, so they're, they're, they're excited. So we are doing Zoom meetings monthly. Now you talked about your vision. What yes. is your, what is your vision? What do you hope comes out of Mother's Demand Action? What is it that you're hoping happens? I hope that the uh, increased violence of gun violence would uh, at least slow down. Um, I, I, I know we're not going to get rid of the guns, but I would just hope that, um, that the increased gun violence of these young people would stop at least. Um, and to um, just to make sure that our single moms, our, our married moms and dads, um, hoping that, you know, this, this, not just because of COVID, because gun violence was here before COVID, right. but just the, the idea of knowing how to uh, take that next step and go to legislation. Um, to try to change some laws, because uh, there's a lot of laws that are in place right now, and we do have a voice, so our next step is going to the state capitol. Now, when you say there are laws, what laws are you not in, do you not agree with, or that you think is... Well, first and foremost, the, the number one law that I'm not agreeing with is that um, defund the police law. Um, that's an interesting law. Um, I know it. Uh, I'm very good friends with some of the people who actually um, put that law into effect. But I think we need to read. I think we need to look at that law again 
Um, and I think what we need to do is we need to, um, we need, we need, hi, sweetie. <laughs> we need to look at that law because it, it, it stops the, it stops the police. Thank you, hon. It stops uh, the police officers from doing their job. I, I understand your feelings about defunding the police. I myself am on the cusp because I do think the way police have done things so far just isn't working. I think it's created a more hostile environment. But at the same time, I don't want police to be defunded to a point where they can't be critical parts of the community. So I am in favor of taking some of this money that we use to, to um, help um, alleviate the violence in the community. But I, I, so I'm on the cusp here. I understand why they wanted to fund police and use that money um, toward more community-based programs. But at the same right. time, I don't want police to be defunded to a point where they can't do their job. Because irregardless to what we say, a lot of um, what police are doing is, um, is a result of what we've asked them to do, which is to control crime, et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, uh, something else I wanna get to, how involved are men in your movement? Have any, has any man come to you and said, hey, look, you guys are doing a great job. How do we get men involved here? Is any man? Yes. You're listening to Real Talk, Real People, the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people. His name is Sean Reeves, um, and he's very active in the community. Um, and we've done some collaboration projects together. Okay. And so what do you think some of the solutions are that would end the violence in the community? Well, first and foremost, um, what will end some of the gun violence? Or help. Or help. Um, I think we need definitely more resources in the inner cities. Um, we need more resources in the suburb um, areas. Um, we need uh, social workers, we need psychologists. Um, and a lot of those programs are cut from the state level. So you got families out here who need help, not necessarily just with um, financial help, but they need psychological help. Their children need help. Um, a lot of programs in the school systems are being cut. So these young kids and these families, they don't have the support um, because of certain things that are being cut. Um, how do I feel about the overall of gun violence? Um, and this is a touchy situation for me because I, 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 see, it with, I see it every day with our teenagers. Our teenagers, um, the ones who that we that we can get through to, um, some of them uh, are concerned about the gun violence. Some of them they talk about it every day. How um, their friends are getting gunned down, and um, you know, there's a code on the street where you can't be a snitch, and um, 
But then we also talk about the fact that it's death. It's either a gun and then it turns to death. Um, and I, I always express the fact that I don't like going to funerals. I've been to funerals. I've been to um, family um, where we assist families if they're having issues with um, paying for the funerals. Um, MDA, we come in for that. Um, and going to the different churches, and, um, and this is before COVID. Um, it, it, guns, I don't know, if we're, Mr. Walker, I don't know if we're going to um, be able to get rid of them. They're here, they're, in, they're, they're here, and has it changed since the year I graduated? I graduated in 88. It wasn't that bad back then. Right, but no. now there's guns on every corner. You, I could get a gun if I wanted a gun. And I, I don't want no guns because I'm, I'm totally against guns. <laughs> um, but it's to the point where it's like you could go to your local store, your corner store, and get a gun. And that should not be. Um, I don't, one I, of, I, no, I'm one sorry. Of the, one of the things I talked about uh, last week on our podcast, we had a gun enthusiast. And we talked about the Second Amendment and how Blacks look at guns so differently than their white counterparts. And that was because back during the beginnings of America, whites had shotguns over the mantle. It was used to protect their homes. But for Blacks, they were used to persecute Blacks, shoot Blacks and so forth. And this has just stayed the same. So we wondered if more Blacks understood the Second Amendment and their right to carry and understand gun safety, would this make a difference um, in some of the black, in the black communities? Because according to him, more black women, not men, but more black women are seeking out permits to carry a gun. So this whole thing with guns just seems to be a mixed message here. It is, I think also too, Mr. Walker, I think education is key. You, we have to educate our kids. We have to educate our parents. We have to educate our fathers. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a gap there. There's a gap in between because I've been in education for over 20 years. There's a gap. And I know some of the young kids in New Haven. I know some of the, the, the little young boys who carry guns. Um, I know some of the young boys in Hamden who carry guns. Mm -hmm. um, they know Miss Washington. <laughs> um, I mean, this is actually, this is bigger than you and I. Sure. This is, this is bigger. This is much bigger than you and I. And like you said, there are people who wanna start to carry um, weapons, um, I mean, carry guns um, for protection. Um, I'm afraid of guns. I'm I'm really afraid yeah, of them. Pretty, um, I, I am too. I'm the same way. I don't. Want I'm afraid of guns. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something, Mr. Walker. My house was, my house was affected by gun violence on November 29th of 2020, 2020, a couple of months ago. Um, I won't be the same. Um, I was in my home with my elderly father, who's 81. Um, it was an evening at around seven o'clock, and all of a sudden, gunshot rang out. It sounded like it was in my driveway, but it was actually not, um, it, my house was not the intended target. Um, actually, it was the house next door. Um, and it's sad because, uh, like I said, I, I'm, get, I'm taking care of my elderly father who, is, who lives with me 
And literally we must've heard about 20 shots that evening. And wow. so the, the first thing I did was I got on my dad's feet and I was like, dad, don't move. Um, and I wanted to make sure my father was okay. I wanted to make sure I was okay um, because I'm my primary's father caretaker. Um, but that evening, I have not been the same. I have been pushing for, um, I'm very involved with the police department in Hamden, the mayor, um, including the mayor of New Haven, um, Elliker, um, um, and just talking about what took place that, that evening and how gun violence can change your whole life until you are affected by gun violence, you will you will not know. You will but not understand. When you are affected by it, that's when you know that this is real. And, and from is- that incident, um, I now literally um, I have an alarm on my home, and I, you know, I have cameras up, which I've always had cameras up. But now I've increased some more cameras in my in, in my at my residence. Um, but now. I used to put my alarm system on at like 11 o'clock at night. I put my alarm system on now at four o'clock, um, which is, which I shouldn't have to. Um, no, I mean, what you're saying to me, these are the things that people should not have to do. You should not have right. to put a, a protection of, around your home so that somebody right. doesn't enter. It, it, is, it is insane. And the, it other, is. the other thing you brought up is that you brought up is that you and your father were potential victims of just random gunfire, not something that you've done, not something that you've been involved in. And we've had too many, too many kids that have left this earth through nothing that they were doing. You know, young ladies in a bar are just out having a good time, life just taken, taken away. A young boy, you know, about to enter high school with big dreams. I mean, and it's it's New Haven, Hamden, Bridgeport. It's it's wherever you go. Right. Something has to be done. If yeah. we we complain about um, police brutality, and we should we should march strongly against it. But I also believe that some of these people put police in just impossible situations where they don't have a choice but to mm-hmm. react that way. So it's really a very complicated situation. Yes, it is. But how are you going to leave the salad, Kim? I'm sorry? How are, mo- how are mothers, again, how are mothers demand action going to lead us out into the promised land of peace? <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. I, I'm only one person, but I got a mouth almighty on me, Mr. Walker. And, um, I'm pretty sure people people are talking about me right now, um, but it's okay. Um, I was raised by two Southern parents. Uh, my dad's from Georgia. My mother was from Alabama. Um, I'm from I'm from the city. I'm from Bassett Street, so um, <laughs> I know how it is in the inner city. Um, I moved to Hamden. Oh, probably thirty something years ago. Moved to Hamden, thinking it would be much quieter, um, but again. Um, and Hamden has been quiet. It's just, it's just this, once we've came down with COVID, COVID has stopped everything. And like right now I'm having, I'm having anxiety attacks because I can't even go see my dad because he's on a 14 day restriction. So it's like, I, I, I keep the Lord who is my number one person who guides me through the day. 
Um, I say like this, um, and a lot of, I'm not trying to get religious on you or anything, but you, we have to pray. Um, that's what I do every, every morning. I have to pray because um, anything could happen to me. Anything could happen to you. Anything can happen to my, our children that I work with, our parents. Um, and now it, it's to the point where, um, you know, you say, be careful. And I hope to see you tomorrow. I know. <laughs> Isn't you know? Be safe. You know, it's, it, it's really just a strange way of saying goodbye to someone. You know, right. don't get shot. Don't get shot. Right. You know? right. But, because you could be anywhere. You could be at the grocery store. You could be at the bank. You could be at the pharmacy. Anything can pop off. Um, but the most important thing is, I think, about this whole topic is, um, I think it's number one is education. I think it's about we need more fathers. We need more. We need more males like you. We need more males to come out and speak about it as well. Do you have a final word here? Um, I think the final word is, uh, Mr. Walker, is um, we all have to. We all have to take a stand because these are all. These are our children. And we all need to stand up, even when it, even when you don't want to stand, you still need to stand, because these are our babies, um, these are our children of the future. And so I tell some of my mothers, um, the ones who don't want to come out, I tell them I'm going to stand for you, um, if need be, um, and stand for the fathers too, because there are fathers out here who are raising children by themselves. Um, but I'm going to be I'm going to be a, a voice for them. So I think in closing, um, I just want to say that I'm here. Um, my family's of Greater New Haven, Hamden. They know that I'm here. Um, my moms know that I'm here. Um, so I'm just going to keep standing and keep pushing forth. Um, and hopefully one of these days that I'm hoping and praying that this gun violence will end soon. You've been listening to Real Talk, Real People. If you would like to be on the show, have a comment about the show, or perhaps you have an idea that the show should explore, give us a call at 203-605-1859 or email us at realtalkrealpeoplect at gmail.com. And remember, start your Sundays with my column in Hearst, Connecticut newspaper statewide and start your Mondays right here at Real Talk, Real People. Have a good week, folks. We'll talk again next week.